Hey guys, want to hear a joke? Damn, no, we're sick of your jokes. Yeah, damn, you're not funny. We've all heard your jokes before. Week after week, they're all the same. Your jokes all just rely on saying a crude word or being dark. It's just the same shock factor. It's immature. There's no craft. Who cares? And sometimes when you make jokes, you mess up a line, so your joke makes no sense. Or we can hear a, a squeaky chair. When you tell your jokes, you're just really unprofessional, you know. And sometimes your jokes are too meta. Meta is boring. It's so easy. It's a beggar's joke. How many times did you think we would want to listen to your same jokes, DM? I mean, honestly. It's all just a bit tired. One man has limitations, you know. Don't take it to heart. Yeah, maybe you should just have never have told a joke in the first place. Maybe it's not for you. And sometimes when you make a joke, you mess up your lines. You've just been repeating the same jokes over and over as long as we've known you. Huh. Let's face it, you're only embarrassing yourself now. You were always embarrassing yourself. Maybe it's time to realise that and just let it go. Yeah, we all let you tell your little jokes like we might have let Grandpa play his harmonica at Christmas because it's the festive season. But the holidays are over. It's time to put the harmonica away. But I had a really good... Was it really good? Really? No, I guess not. Was it just the same old thing from the same old mind? Delivered in an unflattering, cheap way, limited by awkward presentation and a restricted perspective? Yes, yes, I guess it was. Well, then we don't need to hear it anymore. Yeah, repeat the same thing over and over, and it's just not funny. If you think repetition alone makes a joke, well... That's an even poorer comedic technique than meta-humour. And when you make a joke, you often mess up your lines. Well, that's depressing. I hate myself. Well, you don't need to be depressed anymore, DM. No, because Clutterbuck bought something really interesting on eBay and it arrived this morning. <gasps> what is it? It's called the diffraction machine. Diffraction? Like light? Light gets diffracted into its different component colours. All the different parts of the spectrum, right? Except this machine works on personalities. How does it operate? Here are the instructions. It's also marketed as the dream machine because it turns you into the person of your dreams. There's something very reassuring about the shape of it, isn't there? It reminds you of... Something comforting from childhood. I'm, I'm not sure what. Bottles or cradles or... Let's have a look at these instructions here. Anthropomorphically incarnates negative personality traits, cleansing them from the subject. What the hell does that mean? Well, watch. We just got it assembled. I'll go first. Yesterday, I had an audition for a big new part, and I was so stressed about it, I choked. I got up there in front of all those producers and casting agents and I forgot my lines. It was terrible. And I think it's because I'm so fixated on my fear of something going wrong that all I can think of is failure. And so I make failure happen. Clutterbuck, set the machine or I would like the dream machine to remove my fear of failure. Okie dokie, Captain Keith. Here we go. What? It just created some tiny person, some miniature stunted little imp. A creature so small it could fit in the palm of my hand. That's my fear of failure, DM. Look at him. Isn't he cute? Uh, can, can I have your fear of failure, Keith? Then I can corner the market on stunted imp porn. <sighs> Look, I'll go next. Hanging around with you guys is so taxing. I'd like... I'd just like to make my life easier. I'm getting into the machine. Clutterbuck, could you zap out my sense of dismay? Okay, sense of dismay coming right out of you, Jim. Look, it's another tiny mutant person. Jim, that must be your sense of dismay. 
Great, now I have two stunted imps. Imp on imp action makes for much better pornography than imp solo. See, that remark didn't upset me at all. I can just keep going on with my day, no break in my emotional stride. I love this machine. Living with you all finally won't be agony. It actually takes a bad part of your personality right out of you and creates a tiny creature from that trait. It's incredible. Who's next? Clutterbuck? Yes, um, I'll, I'll get into the machine. Keith, take the controls. And uh, what do you want to remove, Clutterbuck? Well, being as studly as I am, a person who women can't resist sexually is great. But it's a bit too much, you know? I mean, when women have to pretend in the street that they don't like me and try not to look at me just to control themselves, what a drain that must be. Then, back at home in their bedrooms, they beat themselves off mercilessly thinking of me, beating themselves off until they're red raw. At least, I imagine they do. I would like to remove that burden from them. I've had enough fun. I will save womankind. Keith, set the machine to take away my studliness. Okay, Clutterbuck. Hmm, nothing happened. No little creature appeared. Maybe uh, I used the, the wrong word. Try raw sexual appeal to women. Okay, removing and incarnating Clutterbuck's raw sexual appeal to women. Still nothing. That personality facet was not taken from your body and turned into a little man. This machine's not working. We need to report this to the manufacturer. I hope the warranty hasn't expired. I'm sure the machine's working, Clutterbuck. It might have just had trouble finding your raw sexual appeal to women. Maybe it incarnated that personality trait, but the incarna incarnation is just really, really small. Does anyone have a microscope? No, I, I can still feel the personality trait inside me. This machine is a hunk of junk, and I'm still just a hunk with great junk. <clears throat> it might still work. I wouldn't write it off just yet. DM, do you want to go? Sure. This might be it. The moment my life turns around. Finally, those bad parts from inside of me, the parts I keep hidden and the parts not so hidden, they can be gone. With the push of a button, I can be free from all that holds me back. What do you want me to set it to, DM? Set it to remove my self-loathing. <gasps> we might blow a fuse. Just do it! Okay, setting. And here we go. Goodbye, self-loathing. Finally, I'll be free to be myself without you hanging off my back, laughing at me! Nothing! There's nothing there, DM. It didn't work? I don't know, there's nothing there. Check. Do you still hate yourself? DM, deep down, do you feel you deserve happiness? Not really. He still hates himself. Not necessarily. Maybe he was just being objective. We need to try something else. DM, here's a mirror. Look at it and tell me, what do you see? Ah! So, well, he still has his self-loathing. Yeah, not necessarily. Maybe he was just being objective again. You're right. This is going to be harder to test than we thought. Well, it worked on you guys. It should have worked on me. I thought we'd track down the manufacturer and ask for a replacement. I agree. I can't stand the weight of having this overpowering sex appeal on my shoulders for a moment longer. The power, the responsibility. You guys just don't understand. I'm like Atlas holding up the Earth. Right. Well, um, I guess it can't hurt at least looking into how we ask for a replacement. Meanwhile, a few more tests might be in order. Yeah. DM, 
Can you imagine any kind of woman falling in love with you? Any kind. It doesn't have to be attractive or nice. She can be homely and cruel. Just anyone. Can you imagine anyone at all falling in love with you? No, Keith, that still won't work. Not if he's being objective. This is Lance Vegas, and I hate the role-playing hour because they mostly come out at night. Mostly. Hey, guys, I thought I might like to try the machine again. We're not sure if it's broken or not. It's worth the risk. What's the problem? Well, I got rid of my fear of failure, right? Yeah, so what happened? Well... And next, auditioning for the role of the one-armed black child, we have... Hello! Keith... Kelvin Kensington. I don't care, Ma, that I grew up in the ghetto. Since my arm got shot off in street crime, I've felt like I've needed Mi some sort huh? Mr. Kensington, do you feel that a cinema audience will believe you as a one-armed black child? No, wait, wait, I haven't finished my line. Oh, you finished. No, I just feel that through the strength of my performance, I will transport them. It is the job of actors to transform themselves and become anybody after all. And you seriously thought we would consider you for this role? I think it's bold. Revolution. It will turn audience expectations on their heads. But hey, what he said! You should listen to him! No one listens to him. He's the cleaner. He doesn't know anything about art. Hey, I know about art. I have my own community radio arts show. See what I mean? Won't you at least consider... You've wasted our valuable time. By my calculation, you have cost us $800. But... 900 if you stay here till the end of the minute. Alright, I'll be going then. Bold, man, bold. Thanks, cleaner. Hey, you want to come on my community radio arts show and do some unpaid voice work or something? Uh, no thanks. No professional actor with any self-respect would ever appear on community radio. And then there was my next audition. So you're telling me uh, you came here to audition for the part of the toilet paper ad Labrador puppy. Uh, that's right. Rough, rough, look at me pull that toilet paper. You've brought shame to this entire industry. I'm blacklisting you. All the casting agents, directors, and producers in this country will know who you are and shun you. What is your name again? K um, Steve Parker from Bleep. <laughs> that guy will never get work from any reputable agency now. So it turns out that having no fear of failure is not such a good thing after all. Yeah, I was thinking, fear of success. Maybe that's what I need to get rid of. If I'm not afraid to let myself succeed, then maybe I finally will succeed. Wait, so you, your fear of failure makes you too afraid to try, and your fear of success stops you from following up on leads, or how do these things work? No, oh, I don't know. Just take it out of me. Okay, getting a little part of a man and taking it out of you. I should be able to do this. Keep in mind we haven't tested it conclusively since it failed to work on Clutterbuck and the DM. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. Here goes. Is it done? Look, here you go. It's your fear of success. <laughs> now go out there and audition. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to. I mean, what's success? It'd be nice, but suddenly it doesn't seem like such a big deal. You mean... You only thought success was so important because you were a little bit afraid of it? Yeah, maybe. There's no reverse button. How do I put this little limp back inside you? Do I just push it into an orifice or... <laughs> this sucks, Keith. How will you find work with no drive and with success and failure both being equally uninteresting to you? Uh, but I already found work before you took the fear of success out of me. Great. Yeah, modelling work. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. 
Even with people trying to blacklist me, you can't keep Keith down. This women's healthcare centre needed to print leaflets about various sexually transmitted infections. So uh, I was voluntarily riddled with herpes and gonorrhea. It's really coming along nicely. Photo shoot is tomorrow. Look. Oh, uh, I'm just going to get in the machine and... Ah, good. Got rid of my sense of disgust. Now I can swallow that little bit of vomit back down again. Man, living with you guys really is easier with no sense of dismay and no sense of disgust. Man, my cock is literally about to fall off from cock rot. Fascinating. This uh, photo shoot might go down well, or it might be a disaster, but fortunately, I don't care. Yeah, great. Hey, uh, hey guys, I've uh, been keeping Keith's fear of failure and Jim's sense of dismay in this little uh, cage. But uh, they won't. They won't even do any porn. Hey, little sense of dismay. Hey, look at him, little goblin. <coughs> now you can put your sense of disgust in there with him. <coughs> oh, look how dismayed he looks. And in goes Keith's fear of success. <laughs> he wants to escape, but he's too afraid of what he would do with the freedom. Hey, so uh, the the machine's working again. Let let, let me try. I think I'm just. You know, I'm just too cool, you know? What with my pet turtle and my entire collection of the complete works of Steven Seagal. But it's an encumbrance to me. Always staying on the cutting edge of social trends. Always being looked up to by teenagers. I'd like to, you know, remove my cool and just live as a normal man. You average people, I envy your lives. Okay, setting it to remove your cool... Nothing happened. The little man appeared. Oh, why do I have to carry the weight of being such an admired proponent of the, the behaviour, comportment, attitude, appearance, and the style of the zeitgeist for yet another day? Take this cup from me, Father. I cannot bear it. Why will this machine not work on me? It's faulty. Faulty, yeah, totally. <laughs> Look, our little personality goblins are defining a pecking order in the cage. My fear of failure is beating the hell out of my fear of success. Now my fear of success can't seem to summon up the strength to get a deciding blow in. Oh my god, he just he just smashed your fear of success head open on the floor of the cage. Goblin blood and imp brains went everywhere. My sense of disgust just vomited. And your and your sense of dismay looks to be very disapproving of the whole thing. He's clucking his tongue. Hey guys, I was just checking the warranty of this machine. It's very complicated. As far as I can tell, the warranty only works for continental Europe. But I think the ethics of fair trade mean that if we got a faulty machine, they'll replace it, right? It didn't remove my self-loathing, so something must be wrong with it. And it didn't remove my studliness or my cool. I tracked down where the company is based, Essen, in Germany. And look, this is a guy who invented it, Hadrian Woodtower. We should go and find him. So flying to Germany is cheaper than buying a new machine? It's a principle, Jim. If we buy a new one, I'll be angry at myself forever. Who buys two of the same machine? What a waste of money. Okay, well, I guess we're going to Germany. We uh, might get the machine replaced in Germany, which would be fine, I guess. Or all our efforts might come to nothing, which also wouldn't be such a big deal. <sighs> Why are we going again? What about these little goblins that came out of us? My sense of disgust and sense of dismay, and Keith's fear of failure. Who's going to take care of them? We have no friends. The personality goblins have plenty of fear of success to eat. We'll leave them a pan of water and put out a baby monitor. Will a baby monitor be enough? Jim, 
It says right in the name that it monitors your baby. If a baby monitor can't look after your kids while you go to the other side of the world for a few months, then that's false advertising. I guess. Come on, next stop, sausage country. Uh, isn't that the nickname for our flat? Ah, but this is exotic sausage. Oh. This is John Leeson. And I hate the role-playing hour, because I have to hide behind the sofa whenever their terrifying show comes on. Aren't you excited to be in sunny Germany, guys? Oh, that was a goddamn long flight. Guys, what do you think of my new dirndl? I like the way it pushes up and accentuates my breasts. I used to think the sexiest thing I could imagine with three women, one in a 60s Star Trek uniform, one in a Barbara Eden costume, and one in a dirndl. But now I can never believe that again. Clutterbuck, what are you doing? That is a traditional German folk costume. You've tainted German folk. Yeah, Clutterbuck, get your taint off German folk. Hey, 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 hey. I'll have you know I'm 135th German, and I'm very proud of my heritage. Have you been to Germany before, DM? No, this is my first time. I bet it's interesting here. I bet if we look at the history books, there'll just be a big blank between 1939 and 1945. Uh, what do you mean? Germany's bent over backwards to acknowledge its difficult recent history. Yeah, but I bet like I bet like no one will talk about the war and they'll just say everyone had a big Oktoberfest or something in that period. <laughs> Germans. Why would you even joke about that? What sort of mental midget are you? Only someone who knows nothing about modern Germany would say such a thing. What are you, the writer of Family Guy? Look, there's a sign in the middle of the street acknowledging how many Jews were put to death during the war. If you go two suburbs over, they preserved a concentration camp. If you look down on the footpath here, you'll see little bronze markers with names showing who was taken from former households on these very streets by the Gestapo, never to be seen again. Over there is a Holocaust memorial the size of a city block, and opposite that is a memorial to the gays and lesbians murdered by authorities during the Nazi regime. Germany wears its troubled past on its sleeve. It faces it head on and bravely. Yeah, but... No, I I won't stand here and listen to your uneducated attempts to give Germans shit for the sake of what you think is a cheap laugh. Modern Germany is one of the most liberal countries in Europe, and yet it's also one of the most pragmatic and successful. You don't see that very often. It does what it says. Who else can claim that? It has universities that are free for people across the world because it embraces, embraces all nationalities. It doesn't shy away from its past agonies. It looks them head on. Everything that makes them squeamish. It faces it, accepts it, learns from it and grows. Modern Germany is a fucking powerhouse and a liberal paradise, encouraging free thinking and the arts, and all the while it gets shit done. I won't stand here and listen to you mock it for something that happened 70 years ago. 99.9% .9 of the people around you had nothing to do with those times. They didn't even exist then, and yet they bravely and honestly carry the burden of that history right in front of their faces every day. And re remember East Germany? This country is paid for the crimes of its ancestors. Don't be an ignorant, bigoted moron, DM. But a lot of what Australia does to its Aboriginal people still fits the UN definition of genocide, and yet you don't see signs up in Rundle Mall telling you how many Aboriginals were killed, reminding you of how recently Aboriginals were finally allowed to vote, or instructing you on the disasters that are still happening and being allowed to happen through laxness to Aboriginal culture right now. Compared to Australia, Germany has steel balls. Steel balls! And Australia has little soprano choir boy balls that haven't even dropped yet. 
Can I make a joke about sauerkraut? Not sure. Go ahead. Make a joke about sauerkraut. Sauerkraut sucks. I don't know how these Jerry's can eat that shit. Kraftwerk, Autobahns, Kraftwerk's album Autobahn, they're all... Oh, yeah. Mock the hell out of them for that shit. Okay, as long as we have some boundaries. Wait, over there. Is that the Holocaust Memorial? Yes. Those eerie, uneven pathways between slabs of blank grey stone, like a petrified forest. Yeah, it doesn't really scream Holocaust to me. What would you prefer? I don't know, something more fun? Fun? Yeah, I mean, what was the Holocaust about? I mean, you, you, you take a trip, you'll get murdered. This doesn't really evoke death, does it? Grey slabs of rock like tombstones. I'd say it works. What would you suggest? I don't know, a pile of skulls? A pile of skulls? Yeah, you know, how many Jews died? Like six million? They should dig up all those skulls and just stack them up. Somewhere uh, burnt to ashes. Well, make replacement skulls out of horse skulls or something. Horse skulls? Or monkey skulls. Then they'd look more like human skulls. Well, I don't think any of the descendants of those killed would want the final rest of their ancestors disturbed so their earthly remains could be piled in the centre of Berlin, DM. Okay, then make them all monkey skulls. Then everyone's happy. A pile of six million monkey skulls. And then you'd be like, Whoa, a lot of people died during the Holocaust. You're going to have to you know, kill a lot of monkeys to get all those skulls? Yeah, well, you could put them in a big cage somewhere, give them a lethal injection or something. Mm, it takes a long time to inject all those monkeys. Need a lot of trained doctors. Okay, well, use something cheaper, something easier, gas or something. You could even use parts of the monkeys after you're done. Fur, skin, nothing would go to waste. Hmm, I've always wanted a monkey skin lampshade. Hey, as long as you let the city of Berlin keep the skull, I don't care what you do with the rest. Yay! So, what's a better way to commemorate all the gays and lesbians who were murdered then? Oh, I don't think I want to hear this. I don't know, what is the memorial like now? But it's, it's kind of like a booth, and you go up and you peek in, and there's a movie constantly playing of either two dudes or two chicks kissing. Hmm. Hmm. That's hot. I'd keep that exactly the way it is. That memorial is perfect. Nothing says we mourn for the gays and lesbians killed during the terrifying regime of modern history's worst dictator better than a peep show of two dudes or two chicks getting it on. I think it implies both the secrecy of the past and the freedom of today. I said it's perfect, Jim. Absolutely perfect and tasteful. Memorials to distasteful tragedies don't have to be tasteful themselves. I said it's perfect. Why do you keep trying to counter me? Just, uh, I'm just commenting. Maybe a, a, a better memorial would be a giant animatronic stone tongue constantly licking a giant stone pussy. Ooh, and a giant stone cock forever being sucked by a giant whiskery mouth. Yes, that would be more tasteful and more tragic. And the one for the Jews could be like a Jewish mother and a Jewish father doing it, and you can see it going in. <gasps> yes, Keith, that's perfect. Forget the monkey skulls. We need to write to the municipality of central Berlin at once. What about all the uh, mentally disabled and mentally ill people put to death by the Nazi regime? Hmm. The, mm, mm. Well, uh, you could have a dick uh, rubbing against an elbow, because, you know, they don't know where to put it. Yes, Keith, that's perfect. And uh, what about the... Uh, Political prisoners? Well, I... I'm glad I have no sense of dismay anymore. I'm not even slightly taken aback. Though I am slightly bored. I'm jumping on a train down to Essen so we can find the company that made the diffraction machine and ask for a replacement. Okay, Jim, we'll catch you up. We just need to talk to the mayor and come up with one more memorial. Listeners, how do you think the city of Berlin should commemorate all the political prisoners murdered by the Nazi regime during the earlier to mid-20th century years of fascism? 
What is the most tasteful and yet titillating memorial you can think of? Call in with your ideas on 83135000 or message us on our Facebook wall. Just look for The Role Playing Hour on Facebook. That's R-O-L-E. So, facebook.com slash The Role Playing Hour. You're listening to Jim, Keith, Clutterbuck, and the DM here on the Role Playing Hour on Radio Adelaide Digital Radio Online and 101.5 FM. We're also putting every one of our old episodes up on in chronological order in podcast form on our WordPress page. The address is the roleplayinghour.wordpress.com. But right now, call in on 83135000 or write us a message on our Facebook page telling us the best way you can think up to memorialize the political prisoners killed by the Nazis before enduring the Second World War. We'll be right back with you live after this musical break. This is Corin Nemec, and I hate the role-playing hour because when we went to the sauna, they decided to go full Swedish, and I didn't need to see that. Okay, troops, do we have anything there on the wall? There's a few mm. things, yes. Anything of yes. importance, or should we just disregard them? Disregard them all. What should um, we do? We'll read them all. All of them shall be read. Hey, we can. Uh, we'll, we'll answer. Like the blockheads. The blockheads. <laughs> all of them shall be read. <laughs> uh, we've got a, We've got an answer to your question from Ben. Really? Just mm. now. Yes. Ah, about the political. Uh, yes. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, go he, Ben. Do you want to read the question now for anyone who just tuned in? So it was, uh, what's the best uh, memorial Berlin could build to commemorate the political prisoners killed during the Nazi regime? Uh, mm-hmm. He said the best memorial would be a Jew puppet thing, putting a Nazi in one of their death chambers. Hmm. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. We already we already have the one for the Jews. We need one for. It was a prison. Jewish mother and father doing it, and you can see it going in. Yeah. So you just replace. Drew with political prisoner puppet. Political puppet. Yeah. Thing. So yeah, let's have a so political Julia prisoner Gillard above puppet. Uh, 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 let's let's move on. Uh, now we'll go to the questions. Jess says, "Why why were there ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall?" Okay, we'll, we'll disregard that one. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, next question. Ben again says, "How would your perfect Australia Day go? What would happen?" Mm, well, we're in, we're far away now. We we don't know how to go back. So everyone's always more Australian when they're on holiday than they do, are in do, their homeland. Do they have Germany Day? So I guess we'll try to do all the wacky Australian things and talk about drop bears and offer people Vegemite and just be really boring and drink too much overseas, probably. Mm. I don't know. <clears throat> and, uh... Okay. Um, what are you going to do in your Australia Day? What's your perfect what? Australia Day? Um... I don't know. Oh. I don't care for Australia Day, really. Maybe, uh, so who who asked that? Ben. 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 And the other one was Jess with the beer. Jess yeah. has 99 bottles of beer, Ben. You could have your perfect Australia Day. Yeah, right there on a the wall. Hook yeah. up with Jess. Mm. Anyway, so Michael has written in with a couple of interesting facts, which mm. are appropriate somehow. Mm. Uh, gummy bears were invented by a German. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there are o- over 1,000 kinds of sausages in Germany, mm-hmm. which he seems to think goes well with the last 10 minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. And what? Einstein married his cousin. Mm. <laughs> Smartest man alive. German facts. <laughs> mm. If Einstein did it, it can't be wrong. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, no, exactly. So I was, I was unnecessarily cool about and ignorant about, about Germany. I was thinking the other day about uh, why I hate 
social situations and it's because I, I and parties where you don't know anyone and it's because I, I can't read people at all and I don't know how social situations work so I listen to people talking and and as far as I can tell what they're doing is self-promoting they want people to think they're smart and clever and that they know a lot about something and so my only way of responding to that is that oh so they want me to compliment them on their thing that they're talking about mm. so okay I'll compliment them on that and it just seems really like it, and they don't want that actually it's too like they don't know me and the compliment is just sort of awkward and kills the conversation mm. and so then I'm there and I feel horrible because like they, they might be talking about movies or something and I'll be like oh yes you know so much about movies and I'll, then I, they'll hate me and then I'll feel bad because I, I, I lied to them and also because it was it killed the conversation, and I also feel bad because I made it act like they they know so much about movies when they actually don't, and or that they like that they're some better person than me when I don't believe it. But now they firmly believe it because I killed the conversation, and they didn't. So in a way, they are a better person. Person, but so this is this cycle of hatred that gets created by me just trying to relate to people. Mm. Mm. In the spirit of that cycle mm. of hatred. Um, I hate you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to make eye contact with you through that entire rant. I'm that sorry. That was kind of sexual in a, in a way. <laughs> I don't know. I, did, I, had to, I had to talk to someone. I what, you just sh- wanted... what you should do is not care what they think, you know. Mm-hmm. Be the alpha of the party. Alpha. Make them ask the questions. Or there's this show that you could watch that teaches you how to read people. Mm. Yeah, it's called RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. It's all about drag queens. Sounds mm-hmm. interesting. Those bitches know how to read. Mm-hmm. Mm. What makeup never, guides or never seen it. what? No, like mm-hmm. people read. They know how to read people. Yes, mm-hmm. you what should, like they, you should they think I'm wearing strange clothes? Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure those people are uncomfortable with a seven foot <laughs> lady. I'm like a three day growth. I'm like a classic British historical autobiography. I'm like Lawrence of Arabia's Seven Pillars of Wisdom. That's what they'd get from reading me. If they were reading me, they'd see a thousand pages of desert stones, Arabs, and me getting whipped by a Turkish general to the point of orgasm. That's mm. what they'd see if they read me. Always with the flagellation. Mm. I think I think, I think. think if, if they were reading me, it'd be like a Clear magazine. It'd be like, how to have your hottest sex this summer mm-hmm. with Clutterbuck. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was going to think, for me, it'd probably be a pamphlet on STIs. Oh, Actually, yeah. they, they, wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't read me. They'd just, they, they'd just look at me for the pictures. Or burn you. Yes, maybe. <laughs> well, we're in Germany. We can't make those jokes. Um, we do have one more comment mm-hmm. here. Uh, mm. Eleni was uh, wondering, where is Willie this week? I don't know. Where I, too, would like to know where Willie is. She has not accepted my friendship on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> oh, that no. bitch. Mm, no, damn. I'm going to hit her next time she comes in. She succeeded far more than we had. Yeah. And yeah. she right. couldn't fit into the studio because there weren't enough microphones. And then, I don't know, we just hadn't seen her since then. Mm. Mm. Maybe anyway, if we grow I actually microphone. got confused by that. Did she succeed or was that a lie? I don't she, care, she really. Did. She's I people can listen to the podcast in six months when we finally get around to putting it up. Yeah. <laughs> six months. Mm, uh, or incidentally, if you'd like to support oh, yeah. this station, which, what's a good reason? What, let's brainstorm. What's, why should people be supporting the station? Supported by the community. It wouldn't because exist without people you subscribing. Wouldn't, you wouldn't hear amazing shows like Role Playing Hour and Bleep and... Bleep. And Real yeah. Time. And, you know... 
What, what are you going to do if you miss yeah, an what, episode what, of Real Time? What would you do if you miss an episode of Real Time? Oh, wait, you got the podcasts. Oh, yeah. really? The podcasts? No, no, yeah. no, I'll get my oh, DeLorean. They could, yeah. yeah, they could totally go get a DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw one on sale once. I was tempted yes. to buy it. I think really the really point expensive. is... Aren't they really expensive? The point is, Radio Adelaide needs to be no, able to afford new 30-second ads. So <laughs> to help them afford new ads that don't talk about DeLoreans, then why don't you subscribe to Radio Adelaide? And uh, if you subscribe this month... And mention us, you will win a Duckling Force mascot. Mm. Duckling, where are you? There he is. Uh, and um, and you go into the draw to win a much better prize. One person will win this. Tickets to the opening night of Thursday, a theatrical co-production between Adelaide's Brink Productions and the English Touring Theatre, plus invitation to the post-show gala party. The production is inspired by the story of the Cure's song, Friday I'm in Love. It's the day before love. It's just a pre-love. The last day of being ordinary before your heart yeah. gets taken That's over. Right. Oh, wait. New, new information coming in. The story of London bombing survivor Gil Hicks. Oh, yeah, you know, Friday I'm in love, London bombing. (coughs) (coughs) Both very bleak. (coughs) Valued at $650. That's really expensive. I was thinking about that during Mm. the week. $650 for for that? Wow. Post-gala show? Maybe it's all the tickets. Must be a really good gala. (laughs) Uh, $52 a year, $26 concession uh, to subscribe. Dial 83135000 during business hours. You can technically dial during a musical break and have us sign you up, but you'd have to give us your credit card details. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You can do that. Sure. Um, And, yeah, or go to the website and look for the link to subscribe. Thank you for listening. This is Jewel Estate, and I hate the role-playing hour because they remind me too much of that hitchhiker I killed and buried beneath the floorboards. Even when I cover my ears, I can still hear that heart beating. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can't do that. (laughs) How are the little personality goblins doing back in Australia? Is the baby monitor taking good care of them? Uh, I I can't tell. Well, what can you hear? Uh, Something, but I I, I can't quite tell what is is going on. What is that? Well, they're alive, or, or, or at least some of them are. I hope they're alive, because, you know, Keith, you'll never be a successful actor unless we find out how to get your fear of failure back into you. Nah, I don't really care whether I'm a successful actor. Success, failure, it's all the same to me. Even trying is unimportant. See, your fear of success, well, it's too late for him. But you needed your neuroses to motivate you. That's one of the reasons we need to talk to the company that made the machine. We have no idea how to reverse the process. I have no fucking clue what those noises mean, stupid baby monitors. It doesn't monitor a baby's emotional development. This is it, the international headquarters of the company that made the diffraction machine. What, what do we do if they won't let us speak to the customer services? What will we do if they won't give us a replacement? What will we do if, if they ask politely for us to leave? Mm, who cares? Well, then we go all Batman on their asses. We break in, we get ourselves a replacement machine, and we hang glide out of there using our jumpers as capes. Batman, eh? I was reading a Comics Alliance opinion piece called The Gayness of Batman by Andrew Wheeler. He calls the eternal battle between Batman and the Joker a monstrous distortion of the conflict between the closet and the scene. The closet and the scene? Yeah, you know, Batman is in the closet being grim. Joker is out there living the life. So the Joker represents 
the gay scene. Yeah, think about it. He wears purple velvet. He looks made up. He's always smiling. He has a giant mouth. He always has a carnation. He's trim. He doesn't care about the feelings of others. He doesn't keep henchmen around long. I guess. Closet in the scene. Maybe we should just ask at the front desk of the company headquarters if we can get a replacement with our warranty first, before we distort the conflict between the closet and the scene. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, we'd uh, like to ask about a warranty replacement for our faulty diffraction machine. Oh, of course. I'll take you up to the CEO. Oh, the CEO. Yeah, he actually invented the machine. That's how he got the company off the ground. I worked for him even then. Back in those days, I always said to him when he was trying to make the machine, it will never work, Adrian. It will never work. But he showed me. I'm Ashley Versum, by the way. Hello, I'm the DM. So the diffraction machine was a big success? The dream machine, we call it around here. Yeah, it was a success for a while, but it caused some problems. Not because of the design, but because of people. They kept taking bad parts out of themselves until there was nothing left. We had to stop making the machines. Fortunately, we've branched out into other products since then. It's a big change since those days. There we were, a tiny startup working out of the kitchen, struggling to get enough to eat. And now here we are, a multinational appliance manufacturer. So there are no replacement dream machines left. Oh no, the CEO still has some boxed up somewhere. We honor our warranty program, and coming towards us in the corridor now is the other majority shareholder, Mr. Axel Judd. Hello, Axel. Hello there. They're here for a replacement dream machine. Ah, I saw the machine still floating around. You know, back in the day, I told Hadrian, it will never work. You should divert your energy elsewhere. You are being foolish how wrong I turned out to be. (laughs) Well, good luck. And here is Hadrian's door. You're right next to Hadrian's wall. I wasn't dismayed at all by that. Well, disgusted. What a relaxing life. Hello, sir. Oh, please come in. Wait, I'm so nervous to meet the CEO. (sighs) There, I just took my nervousness out of me. Now I feel fine. Hang on, wait. Look over there. Is that Barbara Eden wearing a 60s Star Trek costume? You guys go on ahead. I'll be back in a minute. Well, hello there. I'm Hadrian Vutal, the CEO around here. What can I do for you? Sir, we bought a diffraction machine off eBay and, well, it doesn't seem to work properly. We know the warranty probably isn't still valid, but we just want to check it. Our warranties are always valid. This is Germany, the dream machine. That was a personal favorite of mine. You know, everyone told me it would fail. Even my father. Every day he would call me. You should work on something else, Hadrian. You'll never get that operational, Hadrian. It was a tough few years there at the start. Yeah, old Nelson Futau could be a difficult man to get along with. Yes, Ashley, he could. But, gentlemen, what seems to be the problem with your machine? Well, first of all, we need to know how to reverse the process. We need to know how to get the dismembered anthropomorphized personality traits back into the original person they came from. We went too far, in Keith's case. Not in my case. I'm doing great. I even almost like hanging around these guys now. Oh, people often do go too far with these machines. We had to stop making them because people could never use them in moderation. Here, we manufactured a special attachment late in the run of the original dream machines. Just screw this on, start the machine, and it should reverse the process. As long as the personality goblins are still alive, of course. (laughs) So many people tried to lube them up and insert them into orifices. We said in the instructions that wouldn't work. 
I think in the end, some people weren't even trying to reunite the split-off parts of their personalities. I think they just got addicted to raunchy goblin sex. Well, we think the goblins are still alive. Let's uh, let, let's test the uh, the reversal process on the goblins you just made out in the corridor, Jim. I'm screwing in the attachment. Okie dokie. Oh, I'm so nervous. Oh, wow, you're a CEO? Do you have a pool? You must be rich. Oh, what a stupid thing to say, Jim. Do you have a pool? Oh, are you an idiot, Jim? Great. Jim, you'll be whole again soon enough, if you want. And Keith, you'll soon be as whole as we can manage with the surviving goblins. You may never be as good as an actor, but at least you'll have a healthy fear of success. Yay. Yeah, I can't wait to feel... Disgust and dismay again. The the other problem is her wood tower. I, I tried to uh, get the machine to remove my cool and sexiness, but it wouldn't. Uh, well, uh, the reason for that is simple. Taking one glance at you, I can tell you are neither cool nor sexy. You don't have a cool or sexy bone in your body. The machine cannot remove which was not there to begin with. Yeah, I was going to tell him that, but I was too polite to say. Clutterbuck, you are neither sexy nor cool. Excellent! It's gone, and the power was in me all along. I just had to believe in myself. We had one other problem, but he just went out for a second. Oh, wait, here he is. Hey, did you see Barbara Eden in a Star Trek uniform, DM? No, it was just a fat welder in overalls. Why, hello. Sir, I uh, wanted to ask... Uh, do I know you? I should say so. I wanted to ask... You, your diffraction machine. I, I tried to have it remove my self-loathing and it wouldn't. There must be a fault because I have a lot of self-loathing. But, 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 DM, you are pure self-loathing. What? You are, well, no one would believe in my machine. When I finally got it working, I had to test it on someone. The only person I could trust to test it on was myself. Everyone was telling me I would fail. I even had a little voice inside me telling me I was not good enough to get it working. I'd never do it, and that I was bad for thinking I could. So, when I tested the machine, what better emotion to choose to remove from myself than my own overwhelming self-losing? Huh? All my life, self-losing has consumed me. It was my dark side, almost the stronger half of my personality. Like chains around me, it always threatened to drag me down. Whenever I started to do anything good, my self-loathing told me I was bad. So, I removed my self-loathing with the machine. And the emotion in me was so big, so developed... It didn't create just a little goblin out of my personality trait like it would for most people. Later, it made you. Me? I'm your self-loathing? I'm self-loathing incarnate? Yes! You took me out of you? You did that to me? Oh, goddamn, you suck. See? Uh, that would explain a lot of things, DM. The goblins are stunted, ugly, and strange, and though you're a bit bigger than the other goblins, you're still stunted, ugly, and strange, and balding. I can't remove my self-loathing because I'm entirely self-loathing? My very essence is to hate myself? Yeah! You were so confused in those early days, 11 years ago, like a baby. <laughs> I'm not surprised you don't remember. You still had half a man's knowledge, but your brain was all frazzled. It took a while for the neural pathways to connect with a test. The machine was a success! 
We first trademarked the invention for the American market because they all love all the self-help programs before I left you in a cardboard refrigerator box outside the San Francisco patent office. I named you after the device that had fathered you, the diffraction machine, the dream machine. The DM. Well, that explains everything, Wizard of Oz. Thanks for that. We are. Uh, we we better get home and get Keith and Jim to put back together before the baby run- monitor runs out of batteries and stops monitoring our babies. So I wasn't hatched out of a stone egg. When I remember my father reading me Bukowski before bedtime as a child, that was just you, your own self-loathing, and having read Bukowski. Exactly. Your half-formed brain made sense of it all as best you could. That also explains why you can't tell a joke, DM. You have no sense of humor. You are one personality trait and one personality trait alone. So I can never do anything but self-loathe because to not self-loathe would be to die. Yeah. But it is fascinating to see you again. It is like seeing a brother. A brother you never liked very much. So I have to say I am glad you are not in here anymore. I still feel such relief that you are gone. If we reverse the machine, DM, you could be a cl- complete man. You could be Hadrian again. No, keep him away from me. I listened to him for too long. I don't want him inside me again, holding me down. No, if you do that, I'll die. I won't be me anymore. I'll be mixed in with that loser. No. Face calling me a loser, you haven't changed a bit! I just have to be the suckier half of a person forever, oh god! Aw, oh, DM, look, I. <sighs> okay, just this once, I'll set the machine to remove my sense of smell and my sense of self respect. There you go, DM. Have a hug. Aw, oh, there, there. There you go. You're half German, DM. That means you can wear a dirndl, too. Jim, it's it's lovely that you're finally nice to me with no ulterior motive. No ulterior motive? Oh, fine. I'll remove my schadenfreude, too. <laughs> there, there. Oh, there you go. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> oh, shut up, Jim, stupid schadenfreude. 